Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. some reason it feels like weeks and weeks since we've sat together. It feels so sweet to be able to be in the room again, hearing all the different experiences, together creating a space where people can feel what they feel, whatever that is. Curious, joyful, whatever. Hungry, anxious. To me, the heart of the practice is about learning how to show up for whatever is showing up. It is not about what we wished was happening. unless you're a sorcerer. You can't have what somebody else has, somebody else's experience. You only can actually show up for how you experience the world. Koto Sawaki says, you can't even have the same fart as somebody else. I love that. <laughs> you can't even have the same smelly gas as somebody else. Never mind their imagined or your imagined wonderful life that they have. To me, this is why the practice matters so much. To really pay attention, moment by moment, coming into the softness of our breath, softness of our belly, and letting go of the strong grip of our story, whatever your story is at this moment. And then the next moment, and the next moment for at least a lifetime. Don't go off somewhere else in our thoughts. Been working with someone who lost a child and they were talking recently about their experience of just feeling that no one knows how to be with their discomfort. Everyone, 
that they know, and they said, they're trying to be really nice. Keep telling them how it's going to get better. So one said, well, maybe you'll have another child. They said, just, I just, all I need is someone just to be with me in my devastation. Because it's not going to get better. It'll change. And how like this person we are with our own mind constantly trying to manipulate our mind and berate our mind as if we're supposed to be having another experience. Another way of thinking, another way of being. Forgetting that whatever is arriving is what's arriving. We make things so complicated. The beauty of just returning to our breath and our belly, the softness of our breath and our belly, even right now, to me is the wonderful antidote to being in our heads. Whenever I find myself lost in a story or agitated by a story, just coming back to the softness, always available, even right now. Sometimes I can be rather speedy, and earlier today, I was rather speedy and just did something very quick without really thinking about everybody around. And someone didn't feel included. It was completely not my intention. I was just being speedy. And yet I'm also responsible for not thinking about everyone who's around. Coming back to the softness in your belly and saying, yeah, I'm sorry. What's the point of all the defensiveness In the Book of Serenity, there's a koan, case number 17, Hogan's Hair's Breath. And it starts how all of them start in this collection. Attention. Hogan asked the administrator, Shuzan, 
If there's even a hair's breadth of difference, heaven and earth are clearly separated. How do you understand this? Chuzan replied, if there's even a hair's breadth of difference, heaven and earth are clearly separated. Right, Trace? <laughs> Hogan, so the student then says, if that's so, how could you understand it then? And Shuzan smiled and said, I am just this. How about you? Hogan remarked, if there's even a hair's breadth of difference, heaven and earth are clearly separated. Totally clear. This hair's breadth of difference comes from a very old poem, The Faith in Mind. that was composed by the third Zen ancestor. And it starts with, the great way is not difficult for those who do not grasp at their preferences. The great way is not difficult at all for those who do not grasp at their preferences. Sawaki says, you don't seek the way. Let the way seek you. Let life meet you. Let each moment meet you. When I was busy earlier, I was not meeting, allowing life to meet me. I was in my idea of time. I wonder if some of you have had that experience. In your idea of your experience. Instead of thinking, wow, who's here and what's needed? How can I serve? what's happening. How can I relax and see what's needed? Including ourselves. It's so amazing to me, the beauty of Zen is this acuity of attention. That even of a hair's breadth of difference, you're mountains and rivers away from reality. Even if a subtle difference, 
just even a little diluted. Drifting off somewhere. But the beauty of it is then you can just come back. Oh, I was somewhere else. I was in the idea of this room. I love when Chusen says, I am just this. How about you? So when the student's like, tell me, tell me, how's it, how, what's, what is this all about? The teacher just says, I'm this. How about you? I'm me. How about, who are you? To me, it's also the beauty of the practice is that it's really that you, not what the teacher says, not what I say, or Chodo says. How do you find what's true? How do you learn how to have trust in the receptive ground of the Dharma? How do you learn to have trust in your own wisdom. Recently, I had a conversation with someone who said, you know, for years and years, I've kind of known that Sangha is really important. But you know, I'm still pretty into picking and choosing. And I've realized, they said, that it's left my life very isolated and alone. What should I do, they said. I said, well, this is how I practice. How about you? It's not for me to say how somebody else should practice. <coughs> how does this person trust their wisdom? They know what they need. an image that is often used in Zen that people are walking around with big hooks hanging off of them. And so like everything kind of catches you. The way someone gave you a look, maybe you get hooked by that. Or the tone of someone's voice. A memory fantasy, work situation, 
discrimination. Or one of the great practice environments, going home to your family of origin. Or even just talking to them on the phone. To me, it's the most amazing place of practice. You can see how well you're meditating. It's so challenging to like really develop compassion to how difficult we have it without making a more of a story about it, but just noticing the hooks and coming back to the softness of our breath. At least for a lifetime. In another case, in the Blue Cliff Record, a monk asked Master Joshu, the supreme way is not difficult. It simply dislikes choosing. What is this choosing? Joshu said, you country bumpkin, where could there be choosing? So amazing how we kind of think that we're choosing things all the time. Should I do this or should I do that? Should I do this or should I do that? It's hot out. Should I go there or gotta go there? You country bumpkin. I love that. It's so sweet. Where is their choosing? Do you really have a choice? reminds me so much of a story that I've always loved about Shinri Suzuki and when there, there was a couple and one of the people in the couple, the man actually was really into practice and really wanted his partner to kind of check it out and experience what he was experiencing and how fantastic it was sitting for hours on end against a wall. And she said, okay, I'll come to a session. And she came, and for after about 30 minutes, she got up and she's like, this is definitely not for me. It's great that it's for you. And he, she said, I'm just going to go. And he said, well, before you go, just meet with the teacher. She said, okay. And she went in and met with him and she said, you know, this is great. I'm so glad, you know, my partner loves this. It's really wonderful. It's just not for me and I'm gonna go. And Shinri Suzuki said, there is nowhere to go. This is that same 
no choice. At a certain point, we have to trust our own wisdom and stop. But there is nowhere to go. We can't keep running around. Well, you can. But when will you stop and unhook yourself and be loving towards what hooks you? Loving to your own hooks. And allow your sangha and community to help you unhook. Takes everything. Shishin Wick says, if the mountain road curves to the left, go left. If rage comes up in your life, enter the rage. If joy comes in your life, be joyful. And in this way, we allow that hair's breadth to not be there. <coughs> to thoroughly experience what you're experiencing. No subject or object. That's all you have to do. When you're afraid, be afraid. When you're anxious, be anxious. <coughs> what would it be like to not have to make a whole story about it? Just feel what you're feeling when you're feeling and keep exploring. Blackwater Pond. At Blackwater Pond, the tossed waters have settled after a night of rain. I dip my cupped hands, I drink a long time. It tastes like stone, leaves, and fire. It falls cold into my body, waking my bones. I hear them deep inside me, whispering, oh, what is that beautiful thing? that is happening. <clears throat> ¶¶ 